Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Good to Know Shreveport Bossier. This is a podcast showcasing all the good things that happen in our community, all the positive stuff, and we got lots of stuff to talk about today. My name is Jeff Byenfor. Over here is my co-host, Paul Reeser, a local businessman, member of the Committee of 100. And every podcast we focus on, as I said, topics and initiatives having a positive impact on our community. We have new episodes available every other Wednesday, and you can find Good to Know wherever you listen to podcasts on all the major podcast platforms and also uh, the video version available on ktbs.com. And Paul, as usual, introduce our guest. It's Sold Home Week, I feel like. <laughs> well, I'm excited. We talk about great things going on in Shreveport, good to know. And uh, our guest today is kind of a hero of mine because she has done something that a lot of people talk about. A lot of us talk about, I want to do something good, but I don't know. I don't have the money. I don't have the connection. So, But she actually saw a need and there was nobody taking care of it. So she just said, I'll do it and has become incredibly successful. So we're going to talk today to Casey Kilpatrick, Executive Director of Go For Kids. Right. Thanks and welcome back. I like to say welcome back because I guess you used to work here at Channel 3. I did actually used to work with Jeff. So he <laughs> knows my kids well. He knows that they're the complete reason why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yeah, so I'm Casey Kilpatrick. I'm the founder and executive director of Go For Kids. Project Go Bags is my main focus. And so mm -hmm. since my kids came to me in protective custody of foster care and I realized how kids arrive with just the clothes off their back after criminal abuse and criminal neglect, mm -hmm. a lot of those news stories that we report on have children involved. And so with right. that said, that's what happened to my kids over 10 years ago. And in that arrival, when they were rescued by law enforcement and Department of Children and Family Services, there was a meth pipe and a Winn-Dixie bag that came into my home. And I kind of, I got hot mama mad. And this is ridiculous <laughs> that when kids are rescued, that's how close it is. That's obviously right. how intense the situation is. And law so, enforcement is so always you, told So you were me, the foster care system. You, you was, accepted foster kids into yes, your home. Yes. And one night, is I always it, was this the first mama. group that ever came to you? No, it's not. It was the second. Okay. But I always wanted to be a mama, Paul. And in that, whenever I got my babies, and that's how they were arrived to me, I knew that we could do better as a community, right. and we have. We've served over 15,000 children um, through mm. Go Bags through the entire mm. state of Louisiana, <laughs> That's all from, from, that, from that one situation and mm -hmm. telling everyone about it and having people be involved and getting the word out. Then you have a Cajun spin on Go For Kids. <clears throat> yes, well, my daddy's from Homa, from South Louisiana. Oh, wow, that is South and Louisiana. And he would always tell me, you know, get your <laughs> Go Bag, Casey, you know, mm -hmm. pay attention to your surroundings. You tell me some other things I can't say on, <laughs> on TV or broadcast, but basically, um, you know, pay attention to what is reality. And the reality is there's four to seven children every year in the state of Louisiana that are rescued into protective custody of foster care. Mm -hmm. So they're rescued in that situation right then, right there from horrific, traumatic, dramatic situations. And they need these items and people need to know about these kids right. exist and that's how it's grown and why. So all of this stuff here is to help kids. It, it helps kids in crisis that have been rescued okay. to protective custody of foster care from infants to teens. Um, the girl bag is all, it's all about the size. The girl bag is for 12 and under um, and the boy bag is for 12 and under and the black bag, the teenagers wanted, they thought these were too perky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you, when I did yeah. all of my, focus groups and target audience with mm -hmm. teenagers. They said they wanted just the black bag and mm. keep it simple. 
but in the bag it has everything they need for that first night. Well, you've expanded though, other than the the bags the size themselves, of the bags, yeah, right, the size right. of the bags. Well, then if you're listening to this, this is not this is not a Walmart bag. This is not a little brown yes. paper bag. Right. This is a this a is a duffel, mammoth duffel bag. bag. It, it duffel is, bag. and it's got the, sp you know, I'm sorry. That's okay. I have all the stress balls and the stuff. But it has, like, with it's like the backpack, sports sack. It has the zipper on the front, back, side, everything that they can get what they need and go. Mm -hmm. And so in it is all new items directly for the children, you know, because mm -hmm. it's got a new blanket, a new backpack, pillow, underwear, toiletries, comfort items note of encouragement, everything they mm. need for that first night. Is that some of their stuff I'm here? Yeah. Is that what's in there? And they there? always want me to unpack it, and I thought I'd go ahead and okay. bring oh, some okay. of that. So, yeah. But these are, what, toiletry bags? Those are toiletry kits in yeah. this bag, and there's, you know, everybody knows kind of what a pillow looks like and a blanket, <laughs> yeah. you know, a little loving. <laughs> he, he may not, but that's... <laughs> that except way. Jeff, he hasn't slept in weeks. <laughs> right, well, and he's working at he's HBS. Working he's just one of the encouragement these are, uh, things? Yeah, and this is from local kids. Um, oh, that, you have kids write these. The oh, kids this is write. Yeah. So that's a great volunteer way. So I'll let me read this. It's okay. just, Hi, friend. I hope that you know that you're absolutely awesome. Don't ever let anyone bring you down. This almost makes me cry. Mm. Love Hadley mm. from W.T. Lewis Cheerleaders. Is yeah. that what it is? So that's what the kids will do. They write that for the for next kids. kids. Yeah. How cool. Notes of encouragement. Kids nice. to kids. Because that's really why we do that. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't, wouldn't appreciate a sure. note? from a child, especially for a child, going through a hard mm. situation. Yeah. And then you have, what do you have here? Is this a game? No, this is, this is actually my media kit. So oh, okay. it has everything in there, like for people like us that need to be like, I need some facts and figures and data and information. But I liked it so so much that Romp and Pew designed that, so I was so excited, I, I brought it too. <laughs> so oh, well, they have something okay. to do with this. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, they, they do. They, they help with all of my yeah. um, marketing materials. All right, and well, very, there's all different ways that people can help. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's neat. Now, you've really expanded from, mm -hmm. I remember when you right, started. Right. So, yeah. I started when I was social media manager mm -hmm. at KTBS through news up uh -huh. at the news desk. So, if you've ever been in the newsroom, it's one big room. We're one big, you know, functional family mm -hmm. <laughs> in that way and various mm -hmm. personalities and, and time frames. Everybody has to get everything done. But I worked at the front um, and so right around all the police scanners and heard all that and knew that my kids came into care that way. It was actually from a traffic mm -hmm. stop where their biological people were selling drugs with them in the car. I found out this year. I never knew that part of that story. But, um, you know, they obviously were not capable of having and raising their own biological children. So mm -hmm. after four years of going through DCFS and fighting through that, when I was working at KTBS 3 News, mm -hmm. so everyone knew my highs and lows of that situation, mm -hmm. um, I was finally able to adopt the children that started this whole movement and this movement for kids. But I would have them underneath my, my feet, even taking little naps with me whenever I needed to work and get information. Yeah, what's this? It's just a stress ball. Okay. So, but that's, that's for the, the kids, it's something yeah, else that's so just in like, there. you know, when people say, what do kids need? I'm like, exactly what you need. Mm -hmm. They need a place for comfort. They yeah. need new underwear, you know, pillow, backpacks, you know, comfort items, snack, note of encouragement, yeah. water. Yeah. I know for me, I think a lot of people, when you think of foster system, I think of foster kids and I immediately, in my mind, I imagine them right in the courtroom or right in a home, you know, maybe a little disgruntled. I don't think about that night, that first night, right. and how do most, how a lot of these kids that you're serving, how do they get in that situation when they come to you and they have absolutely nothing? 
Well, first of all, it's not their fault. That's right. the main thing I'd really like for people to understand. They're just kids, mm -hmm. and adults are the ones who are making those decisions right. and making those uh, you know decisions that are not healthy for themselves or other people. There's not a lot of warning in these kids. It's not like, well, next week you're going to your foster home, baby. It's no, no, it's it's. You're pulled over in a police car. Right, right. Their their biological people are doing something wrong, and that grace and mercy to them, but they're not capable mm -hmm. of handling these children and that then they get into the system, the children need some place to go. Luckily there are people that, that was like me and other, there's about 300 of us in this Northwest mm -hmm. Louisiana region that will take kids into protective custody of foster care into our homes while the court systems work out those details. Mm -hmm. How, uh, I know it's gonna be a rewarding thing for you to do, but how difficult is it to think to bring these kids in and try to, I, I, I don't even know what the word, I put them on the right path, I guess. Well, again, it's not the kid's fault. No, I understand yeah, that. in that part. So it's really about But they have to be acclimated to almost like anything. normalization, right? Like Jeff, yeah. if you moved into my home, you'd be, have to be acclimated sure. to my home. <laughs> right, you know, of that course. Same way. Yeah. And that's why whenever I bring the kids in, I'd be like, you're in a newsroom. <laughs> you gotta mm -hmm. acclimate to this is a work environment. But it's like with anybody, if you really think about that, what would it be like if you had to leave right here, right now, and go someplace that you don't know? No, oh, it'd be heart-wrenching. Gut-wrenching. Well, and especially if it was some place that, you know, it's you're in the transition. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it can be as hor good, bad, or indifferent someplace for you because that's all you've ever known to the unknown. And to be able to know that you have what you need and you're now being taken care of. And it just depends on where you're placed. I mean, they might be placed, um, you know, into a group home, and that's a whole different dynamic. Yeah. It can be placed, any home is a different culture and dynamic mm -hmm. that these kids have already have to try to acclimate <clears throat> to. So at the very least, we can offer them a pack of new underwear and pajamas sure. and comfort items that's theirs, that's clean, that's fresh, because right. they've already been through some of the worst life has to offer. My children have been through that at 18 months old and almost three. So, so that's describe, what, describe what shape your kids were in when they came to your house. What were they wearing? What possessions did they have with them? So again, like there was a meth pipe and Winn-Dixie bag, old clothes. They've been criminally abused and criminally neglected. So they have been the worst life has to offer as toddlers they've mm. experienced that. That's why I'm very sensitive, I'm sorry, but I'm very sensitive and very passionate to have people understand that these kids did not do anything wrong. Mm. Right. That their biological people, for however altered they might be through mental illness or drugs mm -hmm. or stress, they did something wrong. You, uh, yeah. you, you, several times you've referred to them as their biological people. Right. You don't refer to them as their parents. Because they weren't, I guess, right? They weren't capable. Yeah. I am their parents. I mm -hmm. have been raising them and taking care of them for over 10 years. I am their legal parent. I am mm -hmm. very, I, I'll be honest, I'm very, I probably needed to eat before I came. <laughs> I'll just be honest. <laughs> but I'm very sensitive to that is because people, you know, families are different. There's all different kinds of families. And so mm, people ask right. me all the time, they're like, are your kids brother and sister? And with adoption, all your kids, mm, it might be biologically, right. mm -hmm. or it might be in our family, but families are families and it, mm -hmm. they look very different. And that, um, and people, kids, especially the kids that have been through trauma, they heal through relationships, mm -hmm. just like anyone else. If you've been mm -hmm. through a bad divorce, and then you you know get remarried, you heal through that other relationship. Mm -hmm. These children have been through the worst life has to offer. And mm -hmm. so 
to be mm. able to have a home and to have all those things if it's temporary because mm -hmm. my first two kids that I ever had they went back to their biological mom and back to their biological uncle and we all still have a relationship with each other I still yeah. consider them my kids and they mm. kind of consider me an auntie but you build those relationships and that's really they can then focus on like these items give them what they need but it's really about telling people about the people we're serving and building relationships and helping kids in crisis heal when you bring a kid in, in crisis into your home yes what i mean like what are their what is your initial reactions like i mean i'm sure they're like reticent shy they kind of stay oh, in a corner and honestly i i felt overwhelmed even though i've gone okay. through all of the classes i had you know my masters and did all these these things as you think if you tick up you know, tick these boxes you'll be able to handle it mm -hmm. but nothing honestly prepares you for criminal abuse and criminal neglect and sure. kids are in that place yeah. and you really have to meet them where they are that's why the comfort items are so big even mm -hmm. the stress balls like yeah. yeah i've got another one here yeah. <laughs> but anything that helps you kind of connect with them be with them like mm -hmm. if anybody's ever been mm -hmm. through trauma you know who was there for you how you felt did you feel welcome did mm -hmm. you feel good it's now going to get better you're going to be taken care of and that's what we try to do is bridge that gap because mm -hmm. you can get on your phone in the bathroom and cry and think i am completely overwhelmed and text all your friends and family but then that's more people that they don't know coming into that situation you've mm -hmm. really got to be present with them and be able to get those things moving and and, and processed, yeah. for lack of a better word. So how do the kids react when they're in this horrible, stressful situation, all of a sudden they're in this new home, they have nothing, a lot of them don't even have hardly any clothes, maybe just a diaper or whatever. And when you do present them with these bags, it's got a stuffed animal in it, it's got the comfort items. How do they react to that? What does that mean to those kids? Um, I think they were just relieved. I will tell you Have the first something. two kids that I got, one of them was basically screaming and she was saying, I don't want to be in foster care. I don't want to be in foster care. And we already had a great talking relationship. Mm -hmm. And then she thought she was leaving me. And I said, hey, sugar, like you're in foster care. You're at my house. And she's like, oh, well, you're not so bad. She was poor. <laughs> <laughs> and we're still friends today. Now we're Facebook friends. So mm -hmm. she actually volunteers at Go Bags for me because her mama nice. needed Amazing. the help she needed and mm -hmm. got that help. And they have a different life and different support. But that's, it's like what anybody would feel. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all humans. Do different things reach kids differently like a stuffed animal that might be a great way to reach your kid I find I, there's really never enough comfort items mm -hmm. like I've I, I try to double triple pack comfort items because you don't know what somebody will want if they'll want that with a stress ball or if they want a lovey or a blanket there's teenagers that really want it like love the toiletry kits and there was a razor you know and there was mm -hmm. kids that told me they never had their own new pack of underwear mm -hmm. you know I mean mm -hmm. we're, we're talking about a different you know situation yeah. that most of us have ever experienced. And that's where it kind of bridges that gap mm -hmm. for the people that are stepping in the gap for children mm -hmm. to be able to be present with them while they're going through this. Well, doing all this stuff obviously is a great idea. You're gonna be commended for coming up with the idea, but it doesn't happen by itself. Right. You talk to me about how you gather all these items and uh, then put into these bags. I mean, it, it, there's a cost here. Well, and luckily, because of community donations and me started at KTBS, I was able to make you know friends and conversations with different people, and they'd say, "I'd like to help you," or "You need to," you know, because I started from the back of my car, mm -hmm. that many of y'all yeah. know, and even had things delivered at KTBS to underneath my desk, <laughs> and then you know, and then <laughs> cluttered at the mm -hmm. workplace. But um, 
it, it all is from community donations. You know, our distributing partners of the Go Bags is law enforcement and Department of Children and Family Services. But we try now to buy in bulk. We would have people donate to us, and I am a one-woman show. I have one other employee mm -hmm. um, for 64 parishes. <coughs> wow. We pack in bulk. We have over 1,500 volunteers every wow. year wow. to pack them, and then we distribute it throughout the state. But our whole goal is to be able to have the resources to meet those needs, and buying in bulk is the best way for us to get those accomplished. And you distribute all throughout Louisiana through the police department? I, through um, Louisiana State Troopers okay. to their nine regional offices and DCFS to their eight regional offices. And then right now we're trying to develop an inventory management system that's to go to all the 64 parishes. But they're at the regional offices okay. and mm -hmm. to be able to build that network through churches and volunteers. Do you the put people. these all together by yourself? No. We, Who? I mean, there's I, I mean, I said I had 1,500 volunteers I a know, year. Well, I mean. So we do these big okay. pack events. It's called Give Back, yeah, Go okay. Pack. We make all the announcements. I do my travel and road show, let okay. everyone know what's going on. All right. But yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's just a huge undertaking just <clears throat> to assemble everything. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, absolutely. I did not pack 15,000 <laughs> Go Bags by yeah, myself. Okay. I do not do but, anything by myself. Okay. So how, and, and I want to get to this, this, massive network you have and how right. you get them into the houses in, in just a second. But the, the amazing thing to me is how a person goes from, I see something that I wish wasn't so bad to actually taking the action to start the, the ball rolling. And you started out of the trunk of your car. So right. what made the, the, the switch flip where you're like, I'm gonna do something. And what did you do first? And then how do we get to 1600 distributions? Um, I would like to say that I had this great plan and mm. I was so organized and honestly, I'll, I have a little bit of a temper. I'm kind of scrappy. I don't mm -hmm. know if y'all picked that up, <laughs> but in that way of like, I knew that this was ridiculous and mm. to do something right. about it and I would start with me. So I told my network and then my friends and family and it's developed from there to step in the gap. I have. Um, good, bad, or different, I have the ability to step into the awkward, like even like mm -hmm. doing TV that way and, and podcast, to step into the awkward and just tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, that just that vulnerability has gotten me far to just tell, because someone needs to tell the, these children's stories right. without an agenda and without right. um, any of that, that these children exist and that they need our help and DCFS needs our help, mm -hmm. law enforcement needs our help, all the different community groups have a different place of that continuum of help that we all work together. Mm -hmm. We're all very collaborative to be able to serve the children in crisis. So but how is this funded? How did, you, how did you begin to expand the way you have? Well, it started being funded by people giving me bars of soap, you know, or, or a couple of dollars here and there. And I had to end up developing um, a full 501c3 okay. because of that. But I would go to the store with people or they drop mm -hmm. things off to me. You know, my first d drop off point was actually the front doorsteps of my house or KTBS 3 News lobby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when people would drop that off to me and I would get called to pick it up. But I mean, it just started organically. Mm -hmm. And I really feel that God's just given me that ability to see that through that I'm not perfect. I have plenty of flaws and it's awkward and I just, I'm willing to, to step right. into the gap, and people have stepped alongside of me and lifted me up. Sheriff Steve Prater um, 
whenever it was a flooding situation that was happening, I was doing a live broadcast for KTBS and social media, and he said, I want to talk to you about your baggies. <laughs> and you can imagine what that's like when Prater makes an announcement. Yeah. And I heard someone behind me said, are you going to take that from him? And I thought it was Bubba from KSLA. Mm -hmm. And I said, I guess I have to. And so I talked back to Prater, which is kind of our relationship in general, because mm -hmm. he's very um, straightforward and I love that about him. And he said, you need to suck it up and ask your latte drinking friends for a pack of underwear. And I looked at him, I said, well, I need your help. You know, and I was like, can I ask you first? He said, absolutely. And he gave me $200 to be, and I said, you just bought yourself 20 packs of underwear. And I didn't realize who the person beside me who said, you're going to take that from him, was actually the governor, was John Bell Edwards. <laughs> oh, wow. So there's a picture where I look, you know, with my hair pulled back in a bun and, you know, filming social media that him and I are talking about how he felt like it needed to be implemented statewide and to go through losing a commission on law enforcement to get that done. And that is great idea. at least 70% of my funding mm -hmm. is through losing a commission on law enforcement. So whenever it's um, victims in crisis, that, that money that is able to be to buy in bulk and then community donations. Mm -hmm. So local grants, local families, local foundations that have given us funds to then be able to buy in bulk, distribute in bulk, because U-Haul doesn't take good intentions. <laughs> they want to check, right, you know? right. and same way with our sweet drivers and mm. everyone else. Because my my good new husband, who has been a saint, driving the U-Haul, that was not good for either one of us. Mm -hmm, you know, he's yeah. an insurance agent. He's not a driver of the U-Haul, mm. driving throughout the state of Louisiana, dropping off bags with me. So we have a whole network, and how we've been able to elevate it from the back of my car to a condemned building. To I'm in the Family Justice Center with Skylar D. A. Marvin, um, with the Family Justice Center in Shreveport, in Baton Rouge, and then also in New Orleans. So that's, that's where amazing. our closet is. Mm -hmm. And then where everything we pack <clears throat> is in Sheriff Prater's warehouse, the reentry warehouse right across from Amazon, right by the jail. Mm -hmm. So we pack several times a year. We do inventory management of all of the things to get that done. Awesome. So I'm, I want to go back to the kids, and I'm interested. Mm -hmm. You hand one of these kids that have been so down beaten down by life. their life, yeah. yeah, by their family, um, and you give them the, one of these bags, they've never had, probably never had anything in their entire life, much. What are their reactions? They're excited. I mean, I don't actually see a lot of that. I hear about it afterwards, okay. you know, because I'm equipping the people in the arena in that first night. So mm -hmm. I'm equipping law enforcement, I'm equipping DCFS, child protection, that they have those bags and give those directly to the kids. I've gotten notes from kids before about that, which like you're gonna see me hysterically start crying. Or people say, I wish I would have had a go bag. You mm -hmm. know, they gave me some of just what they had at the time. Or having to go, can you imagine being through a trauma situation and then having to go shop in the middle of any store, Walmart, Target, wherever, mm -hmm. to get your basic necessities after criminal abuse and criminal neglect? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's mm -hmm. just inconceivable. That's overwhelming. But to be able to have that where they can then eat something, rest, decompress, give the adults in their life a game plan of how they want to proceed. You know, and mm -hmm. anybody who's ever been through a hurricane or a power outage knows what that feels like of when you have a plan for your day and then it's all different. Right. You know, something that most people can relate to. So, so they're is, relieved is, and happy. I yeah. Get to the yeah. point of that. Well, no, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I would assume that. I just, uh, 
I would think it might even go beyond relieved and happy, to be honest. It's just like for the first time in their life, they have something that's their own. Right. I would think well, that would be. Uh, these bags look like they're kind of, they're, you can carry it along. You got a you got a duffel bag there that's theirs now, something they can have and they can put their things in because there's, if they're in the foster system, they may go back and forth to other houses. They may go back home and come back. It just back depends on what that situation is. It's right. all adults trying to work out big, complicated, systematic problems. You know, addiction, mm -hmm. uh, mental illness, mental health, you know, criminal neglect, abuse, all those are huge, complicated systems. But the kids, they need something just to mm -hmm. hold and love and change into mm -hmm. and while adults are trying to work out what's in the best interest for them, either short term or long term and what that looks like. Well, imagine one of the biggest challenges early on was how do you get these bags into the hand of the child in the middle of the night when something happens? So how do you distribute these and get them to the kids? Again, through Department of Children and Family Services mm -hmm. and law enforcement. They're there at that first call. So if you um, ever listen to police scanners, you hear whenever they get a call, that's how that happens. So when kids get removed, that's exactly like in the newsroom we know this that's why i'm mm -hmm. talking to jeff this way because you hear something crisis situation mm -hmm. going on and usually there are children involved and with that especially if people are going to jail or if they're needing some type of hospital ambulance services you know that then they call in child welfare and child welfare then gets involved and then has to go through either kinship care which is somebody related to them that's able to pick them up or take care of them and get that vetted or they need to go into protective custody of foster care. So are these bags stored at police stations all across the yes. state? So when that big scary Nine policeman regional, shows up he's bringing yes. a, a yes. bag with him. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Great yeah. idea. What, uh, I, I know <clears throat> you told us about Sheriff Prater but right. uh, have you had reaction from other law enforcement officers? Um, numerous, yeah, numerous, mm -hmm. um, and that they all, all appreciate it being in their parish, in their region. You know, they work within the region. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my, my babies were from Webster Parish, and so I lived in Caddo, and then that's, you know, it's all kind of, they, all the regions work together. It all crosses those lines and boundaries, and with, mm -hmm. you know, with law enforcement, with DCFS, with, you know, all the different cast and characters in this. Okay. Well, we, what's, what's next for Katie? We well, I was just going to say we got like two minutes left, so if you want to get the word out there how people can get in touch with you and uh, to go ahead and... Absolutely. Um, so our website is www.gueaux.bags.com uh, .org. You know, we started the project for the nonprofit so that's why it's set up that way because um, mm -hmm. we thought it was going to be just a sweet good project and then we realized yeah. it needed to be a full-fledged nonprofit and go statewide and ultimately I'd love to be able to take this nationwide and to be able to have no child that's going into mm. protective custody yeah. of foster care. We served <clears throat> human trafficking victims, that with domestic violence, that with opioid, any child that's in crisis that needs to be removed from the situation through law enforcement or DCFS should be able to get a go bag that night from them and, and be able to have a brighter morning. That's our goal. Well, you're an inspiration to me, so hopefully people will be inspired to help you with either time or money donating uh, to yours or just get inspired to, you know, if I'm a regular person and I see something that needs changing, maybe I can go do something. Just start with that grassroots. I'm glad you weren't organized because that would scare people off. Right, and that's the other thing. If somebody is organized and you're interested, please go help them. Yeah, you know, there's so <laughs> much work to be done, yeah. and that we all collaborate with each other, and we want to continue to do this, do so. Well, I can tell you're passionate isn't even the <laughs> word. 
I mean, that's not strong enough. <laughs> you know awesome. my personality yeah. well. I'm pretty scrappy <laughs> that way. But it, it, you know, it's it's not about me. It's about the kids. So right. I can put my ego to the side and just tell mm. the story. And the yeah. story is these kids need help. I have a lot of people that have messaged me about Sounds of Freedom. And I'm like, that happens locally. That happens everywhere. There's so many local, mm -hmm. local groups, national groups, international groups. And if you can help in any capacity, okay. it helps us all. all awesome. Right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Go for kids. Yes. G E A U X. Take a take a close up so we can see your shirt. G E A U X for kids. <laughs> GoForKids.com. No, it's Go Bags. Is actually go our bags. website started first. Okay. G E A U X Bags B A G S. Um, dot org. Dot org. Go, mm -hmm. go bags dot org. Yeah, you type in any version of that, you'll get to us. <laughs> you will get to us and we will respond. Okay, tremendous idea. Thank you. You've Jeff. inspired well him. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. All Thank right, you. Casey Kilpatrick, uh, our guest. Thanks for watching, and uh, I hope you were touched by this because uh, I know we were. This is a terrific idea. And uh, you can watch Good to Know, Shreveport Bozier, on all the major. Uh, podcast platforms and on ktps.com for the video version. Have a good one, everybody.